Welcome to 2023, Season 2, Back to the Footy. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're back and I'm here with my co-host, Nana Baju. Thank you, Emily. It's, a, it's fantastic to be back. And um, yeah, thanks to everybody, basically, that got behind us last year. Yeah. No, both, both people apparently enjoyed yeah. the show. And we... <laughs> no, no, there was a few more than two, so thanks very much. Well, there was enough. Enough. Uh, there was enough, Emily, for, that we were nominated for the uh, Best New Sports Podcast for some Australian sports, uh, some Australian podcast awards. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. So um, we were nominated. So there was enough. Was there a? Uh, no, a we didn't win. Was it a popular, a popular, <laughs> popular wave? <laughs> I'm not rich. I didn't delve in it too too deeply. I just took the uh, the credit and. Um, Who beat us? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I. I I think once you sort of know you haven't won, I think it's easy just to, you know, back out gracefully. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we've also received a bit of public acclaim from noted ABC radio journalists. So, yeah. um, so, so thanks for that. Yep. Yeah, they should probably be listening right now. Are we allowed to name names? or? Oh, I don't think we should ever name you names. You know who you are. And, you know and who you are, valued. Jane. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. And go Saints. Yeah. Now. Big St Kilda supporter. Big supporter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Emily, I'm I've gone a bit um, bit left field here. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. talking Emily Dickinson, um, U.S. poet of the, um, I suppose, nineteenth century. Mm. Really? Yeah. So, mid eighteen hundreds, uh, wrote, "Hope is a thing with feathers," and I thought of you mm. when that like, with the upcoming St Kilda season, hope. Hope's really the main. Priority for all St Kilda supporters. It's um, it's all we've got, <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, we haven't lost a game yet this year. Well, we lost we lost an extended match play, eight quarters. Yeah, look, let's pretend <laughs> we lost in seven of eight quarters to Melbourne. <laughs> let's pretend that that's not really a, it. Can't be a proper game with eight quarters. No, because so. it's yeah, they're yeah. not quarters. So that's it. Not, that's what no. my son was um, very confused. Yeah. Very, I was like, oh, mate, it's the sixth quarter. And he just <laughs> went silent and you could hear it ticking. No, over. I don't think we should talk of that again. Okay. Um, but, yeah, hope. Hope We're... is a thing with feathers. It perches in the soul, Emily. Okay. And sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful la, la, la. sentiment, I think, for some Gilda supporters facing up to, well, uh, Perhaps a, a season that could have some difficulties. The only well difficulty bit will be the little rewards here and there. The only difficulty will be the hangovers after the hundred and fiftieth anniversary birthday celebrations, round three, against Essendon. Now, if you've been reading mainstream media, of course, you'd have no idea that this is even a thing because the Saints don't make the they don't make the headlines that often. Just a small A four, just a thing up in the a press release in the, in the Moorabbin <laughs> disco, just up there. <laughs> But it's our 150th birthday, and uh, there was a, a podcast released today, actually, AFL Daily, that was a St Kilda special, and I think I'm the, the person who listened to it, and um, right. yeah, it had Lenny Hayes, Barry Breen, and Jack Sinclair, and the word delusional came through my head. <laughs> like, they're three people that, like, as, as a St Kilda diehard, I love all three of them. Yeah. Very thankful to Barry Breen. Uh, oh, he may be listening. Hi, awesome, Barry. awesome man. Yeah, in every way. And he said, "I played another three hundred odd games after that one, but that's that's all I'm known for." Yeah, the point. I went out. Think that some Saints supporters, Saints players aren't forgotten. I was out Saturday night. Uh, it was a very nice dinner out, um, and who should come up in conversation? 
um, in mixed company. So mm. it wasn't entirely the whole table that was getting around, but actually just two of us. Mm. Gary Colling. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> played, played many games for St Kilda. I couldn't recall uh, yesterday morning why Gary Colling had come up. Um, but it, yeah, it's a good, it's a good. Gary Colling's always a good conversation starter. It I is. find. <laughs> and if anybody knows anything about Gary Colling, <laughs> you can text us. Let yeah. us know some yeah. some facts. But the Saints, it's going to be a big year. But you know they've got the big match against Essendon, mm. and historically, and this is so St Kilda. Historically, we lose to Essendon in big games. Right. I think last year, um, the the uh, the Spud Frawley game. Oh yeah. With the dry, you know, mm. we were eight and three. Coming you could in. have really done with that one. That's one we could have done with. Uh, there's there's others as well. There's others. Yeah. So, now, uh, your name. Okay. So none of Baju. I'll just read straight from. I found this website, um, Waikipedia.org. Oh right. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, uh, one Ojibwe legend, this is from the indigenous people from Canada, identifies the giant uh, that we call Sleeping Beauty. It's a, it's a rock formation in Canada. Oh. Voted to be more, um, more important than Niagara Falls to the Canadian people. Oh. Yeah, in terms of the Canadian wonders of the world, little known. <laughs> <laughs> the people voted for the Sleeping Giant, um, otherwise known as Nunabaju. Right. Um, but Niagara Falls was overturned in a um, sort of BCCI style um, where we're just going to create the conditions that are going to allow us the most victory. The, oh. the, the Board of Control for Cricket in India, mm. we're just halfway yeah. through the final day right now. But anyway, they chose um, Niagara Falls. Now, but the Sleeping Giant, it was turned to stone when the secret location of a rich silver mine now known as the Silver Islet was disclosed to white men. And uh, in an interesting fact, Sleeping Giant is the namesake and general setting of the 2015 Canadian film, Sleeping Giant. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> throw See, that it's in. adding up, isn't it? It is. But I've chosen that name because I think there could be another biopic of the Melbourne Football Club 2023 season coming up. The oh. Sleeping Giant or Sleeping Giants, because I think Gorn and Grundy uh, could be... Max Gorn up forward. I was having a kick with a, with a mate yesterday and he oh, said... I thought you were going to say you're having a kick with Max Gorn. No, I, no. I was beside myself. No, with uh, old Candy Birch, if he's listening. G'day, Candy. He was... We were talking about the upcoming season. He's a long-suffering... Uh, well, suffering for the last 12 months, a Hawthorne supporter. Mm. Um, but he... They could do to suffer a little more. I, a little longer. A little bit longer. Just a little. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, he was saying that Melbourne don't have a forward line, but... As soon as you put Max Gorn down there, just resting, the resting giant. I'm picking them right now on episode one, that they will, they'll play on the last Saturday in September. I think they might play, um, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure against whom. Um, I wouldn't mind, yeah, wouldn't mind backing Geelong in again. Very strong. You reckon? Very strong culturally. They are, but so was the um, Mesopotamians. Yeah, they were very <laughs> that, that turned out. <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't turn out quite as well. The, um, and you're off-season, Emily. My off-season? Oh, well, it's been filled just with, with Ross Lyon, dr- dreams of Ross Lyon and Lenny Hayes, Brendan oh, Goddard, oh. Robert Harvey. They're all back. Corey Enright, honorary saint. <laughs> I hate to go popular culture on you here, but Brendan Goddard is not... He's not Ted Lasso. Let's <laughs> be honest. He's not bringing the joy at all. Yeah. 
Do you uh, like Ted Lasso? I love Ted Lasso uh, deeply. In fact, I, I, if you're putting characters to things like that, um, the, 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 the assistant coach who just goes off the rails, mm. um, yeah, and is really, really grumpy. Is that? I think it's Brendan, yeah, Brendan Goddard. Really? Yeah, he's a, he doesn't seem to be a happy man. Do you think Ted Lasso is a comedy or a drama? Uh, Don't say oh, a dramatic comedy. <laughs> I was going to say that. I think it's, I think it's everything to all men okay. and women. Yeah. All right. I, I think it's possibly. Everyone will argue Breaking Bad. Some will argue The Sopranos, Peaky Blinders. Matt, I, I'd, I'd argue Ted Lasso, best thing. Best television show. Perhaps best television show right. ever made. In terms of you enjoying... Mm. Um, yeah, enjoying your time in front of the TV. Mm. I think there's other things that are scarier or more confrontational or challenging or whatever. Uh, but I think time per minute in front of the TV of human enjoyment, Ted Lasso wins. Okay. And shrinking that's followed it up. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome I haven't seen that. Well. I've just oh, seen just awesome. Is there a third season of Ted Lasso? Starting Wednesday. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Shrinking's written by the guy who plays Roy Kent. In yeah, Ted Lasso, Brett Goldstone. Mm-hmm. Now we've done our uh, we've done cultural review. Now well, you're off season. I sense my that you're eager to tell a story. Oh, I did a bit of travelling, but I think my highlight. I was in. I, I did a bit of skiing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at I was at Whistler, and I was in the Longhorn Bar one night with mm-hmm. some with some friends. And um, who should be sitting just down in front? Gil. Gil and McLaughlin. Gil and McLaughlin. And his wife. And and the thing I was most pleased about was no one bothered him at all. For the whole time we were we were there at this bar, no one bothered him. I thought, gee, A, this is a great place for him to get away. Mm-hmm. And B, a lot of Australians there. Mm. I thought, good restraint. Well done. Well done, Australia. And and as he left, and he's just heading out the door, and I was really pleased about it, some bloody drunk middle-aged <laughs> bloke dragged him by the shirt sleeve and right. started badgering him about something and you could just uh, see he was just desperate he, he'd had a really nice night and he was just really didn't want to talk to this guy i know that you had a really nice night that night because i got a text message from you a video message after you told me where you were and who you were rubbing shoulders with and i wrote a text message to you saying la da as in oh. to say you're really up with the uh, you're hobnobbing it today but you sent a, a video back. I don't know if we've spoken about this. With the song, um, la di di la di da, la di di la di da, whatever that song is, which was playing in the bar at the time. It was. Yeah. And, and everyone's up. It's Longhorn you, Bar. Everyone you, is up <laughs> dancing on the tables and the, uh, dancing on the chairs. And, yeah. You were very um, complimentary about that song. Oh, at that was. time or not? You still. Oh, oh no, I'm, all, of, I'm uh, still all over it. Yeah. 90s, 90s house or whatever that yeah. would be. Yeah, my, my other highlight of Whistler... Oh, what was it? A little highlight of... Uh, my um, my friend Samuel was... Um, he uh, he was out having... He was out boarding and uh, ended up in the queue uh, with um, Stewie Dew. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he said a six-person six tear lift. Mm-hmm. Stewie on, you know, on one end. Yep. Yeah, all his kids on the other. Really? <laughs> yeah, just got it balanced <laughs> nicely too. Yeah. Oh, um, Stewie doing Stewie Stewie yeah, loves to ski. One of the nice nice blokes in footy. Absolutely. Now that he's not a player anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, and uh, and another friend of mine, 
She was in the uh, a sauna, Scandinavian spa. I bet she Whistler, was. Who mm. should be in there, looking still absolutely ripped. Mm. Juddy. There you go. Yeah, good old Juddy. Yeah. So Whistler's where she, to go. Um, she, to... Couldn't, um, she couldn't get the words out. Oh, I froze. Didn't even go with so much as a good morning. Really? Yeah, had nothing. Just mouth came open and closed, but nothing came out. That was Juddy. Not even a rig out. Congrats. Congrats no. on the brown lows. No, no congrats no. on the brown lows. You know, just how's okay. Beck? You know, how things going? Yeah. Nothing. How about that dress? Oh, she got yeah. nothing. No. Okay. Oh well. Did she, yeah. she? Did she at least write him an email or something later on? No. 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 Nothing more. That's where the story ends, unfortunately, and that's that's, that's sort of the highlight of my. Uh, I think Whistler the highlight of my off season. And you've since then, s- I've been home. You've had some big life changes, though. You've retired. You've. I have. Yeah. I've. Yeah, doing a little bit of work. I'm about to apply for a job as a part-time assistant undertaker. Mm. <laughs> why would why would one apply? Are you desperate for money or what's going on? No, well, yes, um, but um, I kind of like the idea of the whole standing around solemnly with gravitas and helping people. I really mm-hmm. like that idea. Mm-hmm. I think I could pull it off. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the car. Yeah, the car. Yeah, and I, and I was, I was feeling good. really good, all good about this until somebody uh, explained to me that I may have to actually do a bit of sort of um, a bit of pizza oven work as well. Mm. And I, <laughs> oh, I've sort of got a bit hesitant since then. But yeah, my, now my friend, my friend uh, who's the director of the whole thing, um, he inspired me the other night. I met him at a party and he inspired me by saying, there's only two jobs in the world. Um, that require a hundred percent for absolutely perfection on the day, and that's funeral director and, and podcaster. Sur- and podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> funeral director and surgeon. You've got yeah. to get it one hundred percent right, or yep. uh, it's no good. Mm. And I thought, oh, gee, that's it's worth. It. I was inspired. So it's like certain disaster if you. Pretty much. Everybody there is just so on such a heightened level of. Um, you know, and you're emotion. not, talk, you're not you talking about embalming or something like that. You're talking about the actual funeral. The actual funeral. You've yeah. got to get it right. Well, I suppose in, you'd have to get the preludes a bit right as well. You can't just, you know. Yeah. I've been involved in a few in a few funerals over my time as a musician. I earned a lot of money as a um, 16, 17-year-old. Funeral playing, musician. Playing How Great Thou Art. It was great. I'd, <laughs> I'd get called out of maths at, uh, at Finley High and um, I remember... Mr. Walker, the librarian, doing it one time. Must, he must have got the message. Kenny Walker. Right. Came, I don't know whether Kenny's still around, but g'day, KJ, if you are. And anyway, um, would come and get me out of class and say, Mrs. So-and-so's died and the funeral's on in half an hour. Can you come down and play Star of the Sea? Oh, right. Or How Great Thou Art was a favourite. I wouldn't have thought Star of the Sea in Finlay, a thousand k's from the coast, yeah. would be a big one, but... Star of the Lake. Star of the Lake. <laughs> Star of the Canal. <laughs> Um, but, but my, but my favorite recent, recent funeral story is, um, my nan died last year and, and there was a, um, we had the funeral, which interestingly enough is in the, um, is in the old car dealership in, in Finlay. It's now the funeral home and I can't quite shake. No. I can't quite shake it. But anyway, um, but we were there. Yeah. The new car smell would still perhaps be there. That's right. Not necessarily a bad thing. Christmas trees. Yeah. (laughs) But the um the undertaker or the, the the person who was operating the screen at the back of the you know with the images of Nan yeah um yeah that's the bit where I, I you know lose my the technology lose the you know proverbial in the past I don't want really to go much on the she had a bad day 
she had a a bad day. She had a bad day because as my cousin was giving the eulogy, um, she was just getting to the part where she was starting to get a bit emotional herself. And then the... Um, the funeral director lost the image in the background. It disappeared, and what popped up instead was her um, screensaver, which was of two rhinoceroses fighting or going at it, splashing around. So we're all there giggling, and then the mouse, the cursor, starts rapidly going around the screen trying to find where the image of Nan went. And poor my cousin, it was behind her, so she had no idea what was going on. And oh, jeez. Oh. I don't know whether there's enough undertakers for it to just automatically clear out a desk after that, but... Oh, I think he'd be clearing the desk. I think he would be. Look, I think on that bombshell, we might finish the first quarter. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah. be back in a minute with the second quarter. Oh. Rest in peace, Nan. Rest in peace. Welcome back to the second quarter. It's good to be back here with uh, Nana Baju. Thanks, Emily. Um, I'm going to kick straight into it here. Okay. I've uh, been in correspondence with my son over mm-hmm. the weekend, and he's and I was really proud of him because he's gone away with his mates on a you know the usual sort of uh, you know beachy fishingy weekend with the lads and mm-hmm. uh, and you know a few beverages and mm-hmm. things like that. And what have they done in their time in the evening? Um, they've been drawing up best teams of the 20th century, uh, 21st century mm. Mm. great and they've sent they sent me one Saturday night um, yep. quite late on mm-hmm. my, yeah, and then wanted uh, and then were outraged when I suggested a few this alterations be, is this at la di di la di da o'clock Oh, yeah, it wasn't... Were they um, dancing on the tables? I wasn't... Well, yeah, no. I, it, it was actually... It was about 10 o'clock, I think, when we were having the Gary Collin conversation in the midst of a very okay. expensive and uh, romantic uh, old-style restaurant. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Barry and I were on that Gary Collin. It didn't go down that well. But, <laughs> oh, look, I just want to bring two positions to your notice. Mm-hmm. First up, on the half-forward flank... Mm. There's only two of them. Mm. We've had 22 years of footy. Mm. Milne. I couldn't. But then I was sort Milne's... of... Va- I was struggling after that. But they went with Milne. Is that who was in the pockets? Four blokes that really know their, yeah. their footy. Milne deserves a, a spot in the side, but I would have oh. thought in the pocket rather than the flank. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, I had a bit of a Wayne Carey moment there and I just wasn't sure I was being prejudiced against him for alleged... Things. Um, As a footballer? Yeah, no, I came back with Stevie J, I'm afraid, on the flank. Oh, yeah, deserves his spot as well. But what a great, yeah. what a great And I, I'm not going to suggest Chapman because I know that's no. still sort of... No, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. No. Sorry. <laughs> but the other one, the other one that interested me, Emily, was the Ruckman. Well, do you, have you got the... Who's in the pockets if Milne's on the flank? You don't know. No, I don't okay, recall. That's it right. was very late at night, and I was I, I was very very knee deep in some Skilligalee Shiraz at all that right. point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, the, the restaurant gave me the option of 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 the bottle on the table, and poured it naturally poured into the carafe, or poured through the aerator into oh. the carafe. It was that sort of restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that sort the of aerator. attention every day, do you? Is it like a oh. like a colander? Sort of thing, is it what they do? It's a funny funnel sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah it's very nice. Yeah. Um, but the Ruckman, and it made me think, 
Think of the four great teams of the 20th century, okay, okay. in order, I suppose. Brisbane, yep. Geelong, Hawthorne, Richmond. Okay. Between them, you want to hear some of the ruckmen that they won, those absolute, virtually, you know, yeah, most Clark, premierships. Clark Keating, some, September's best ruckman. <laughs> Clark Keating, Brad Ottens. Yeah, Ottens. Big Boy. Oh. Hale. <laughs> oh, he's a nice bloke. Yeah. David Hale. But... Um, Nan Curvis, mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, Steph Martin, mm. uh, not that he won the premiership or anything, but gee, there's not a lot of high quality there. And they are the four teams that you just look at and go, well, they're the best ever, you know, uh, that Brisbane team I rate as the best ever team that's ever taken the park Let's in the history about, of the game. Think about that um, Brisbane but team. But the Ruckman. Oh. So who, Brisbane, I wonder whether there's a correlation with the runners up having better Ruckman. Collingwood, who was the ruckman back in those days for Collingwood? Was oh, it Darren Jolly? Dar- Darren Jolly is a ruckman that I'd put above yeah. virtually all those ruckmen. Yeah. And at the Swans, he was um, he was awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I think he might have a premiership there with the Swans oh, in 2005 in the Leo Barry. You star. You star. Yeah, okay. Um, but and, yeah. Anyway, the ruckman. Hmm? Because I think um, in 97, St Kilda's Ruckman was Lazar Vidovic. <laughs> so, wow, household name. Household and a great man. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just questioning it. Because in that time, I think there's been some other Ruckman of teams that have got close but haven't, you know, no cigar. You know, uh, Aaron Sanderlands. Mm-hmm. Good Ruckman. Yep. Mummy. Um, yep. Good Ruckman. But the one I think, the one I chose and sent back to him... Mm-hmm. And I, and I felt I had a good feeling when I sent it back because I thought, I really believe in this guy. Dean Cox. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, he, he was... He was a possession ruckman in the Jimmy Steins style. Yeah. I think I really liked that. You don't think that one of your boys is... Uh, is you don't reckon Max Gorn's been around long enough now to take that mantle off him? I don't think you should... No, it's Brody no Hall of Fame work until your career's over, I think. Okay. Oh, right. So, yeah. well, that's this de- this century's not that old. I mean... I no, guess, it's not that old. Yeah. So you think, you'd think it would have been easier to pick a, yeah. a, a, some really good ruckmen that have won premierships and things like that. But, yeah. gee whiz, I'm not... And this brings me to the, the, Gorn, the Gorn and Brody Grundy thing. Yeah. I'm not sure it's something that wins you a premiership because clearly, if you look at those fantastic teams, they weren't relying on a Ruckman at all. I wonder whether the next most important position on the ground is the resting Ruckman. Could be. The resting Ruckman in the forward pocket. Yeah. Paul Salmon, I watched that. Wow. Um, the, yeah. the 93 season, whatever that, whatever it's called on KO at the moment. And good footage of that game against Geelong. Mm. When he kicked ten, and Ablett kicked, kicked fourteen. Yeah, and he was just a re- he was a resting ruckman. Yeah, um, I think I'm putting it out there to the student of the game, mm. Calvin Godwin, stu- uh, knowledgeable young student of the game. I'm putting it out there to him mm-hmm. to uh, to come on the podcast and talk about resting ruckman. Maybe the gauntlet has been laid down. Gauntlet's been laid yeah. down to, to, Calvin. to Calvin. I've never met Calvin. Uh, he's, Good a lo- he's a lovely, lovely man. Okay. And I heard over the holidays one of the funniest stories I've ever heard in my life from Calvin. So I might save that till next week. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm angry as well, Emily. I. Nana Bajou, what's. Uh... I. As you know, the Lady Darbit, I'm an MCC member. 
And I have the option when I pay it in <laughs> September to just add the Melbourne Football Club right. interstate membership to it. Yep. Whatever. Mm. September. Mm. Now, has my little bumper sticker arrived yet? No. Mm. Has my synthetic appalling fibre scarf arrived yet? Not yet. Not yet. Gives you a rash anyway, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you have to take it off about halfway through the third quarter. And sometimes it gets so steamy in the blazer bar, it's so packed and crowded, you, oh, your neck's feeling like, you know, it's 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 on fire. Mm. And um, I feel like one of those... I was, an amazing podcast I was listening to. Back in... Uh, it was about fashion. And back for, oh, a couple of hundred years... Uh, green was a colour that was amazingly hard to get in clothes because mm. the dyes that were necessary were quite poisonous and nasty, involved arsenic and various things. Right. So wearing green, if A, you had to be really rich, mm. and B, you had to be prepared the next day to be sort of almost hospitalised mm. as well because it you'd come out in horrible rashes and boils having worn the green clothes. Really? Yeah. Suffer for your 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 fashion. Yeah, Suffer for your absolutely. image. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Coco Chanel, she never produced a green garment. There you go. <laughs> it's just like to put that out there. It's out there. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah. Coco. Coco. Yeah. Oh, no, I never. I because that such was Coke. the no, such was the thing about the green dyes that Coco just went. No, I'm not. I'm not having a bar of anything that might endanger my uh, my my public. When did when was Coco Chanel kicking around? Well, not last week, obviously, but um, yeah, I think early 20th century, she's, she's turned the, it out. Yeah. Back when the dyes were but poisonous. The dyes, yeah, the dyes still contained arsenic up oh, to really? 100 years ago or so. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean... Um, we purged off football pretty quickly there, didn't we? I'm just, gl- I'm just grateful that uh, we, I can now wear green. Uh, have I got any green on? No. I, no. Uh, Neither have I. No. Um, yeah. was, there was a thing I saw last night about... Um, about the kid from the Wonder Years' jacket, New York, New York, um, all right, the uh, Mets jacket, Jets jacket. I, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit old for that. Are you a bit young for it? Or I'm the Wonder Years? No, Wonder Years was right in my right sort in of your primary school, grade four or five. Right, or okay. Um, yeah, but uh, formative, formative years. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. If I could remember, yeah. Can you remember the story associated with this, or are we just going to go down a blind alley just, and just a green, <laughs> just a green jacket? It's just a green jacket. Well, what would the what, what would, would the PGA the do? It's the Jets. It's, it's the, the Jets. Jets. What would the PGA do without? Well, exactly. Because the green jacket, they do take it off quickly, don't they? Well, could be just the arsenic. It's just preventative. <laughs> preventative. <laughs> anyway, okay. it, sorry. Yeah. So anyway, I'm putting it out there to the Melbourne Football Club. Oh look, mm. yeah, no, that's 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 hopeless. The season's kicking off in, well, two days. And you're going three up. days. You're going. I am, and I haven't even got my car sticker yet. I've yeah. still got last year's car sticker yeah. on. I haven't got mine either, to be fair. But I do vote for St Kilda, and I'm not a priority member of the <laughs> MCC, so I'll expect mine in about 2025, or so. Uh, you're right. Yeah, I one club we haven't discussed. Yep. And I've done a bit of. I've done a bit of work. I've got for our, um, you know, to help us out, mm. apart from Calvin, mm. student of the game, I've got two national roving reporters. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, 
two two lads uh, who are oh, absolutely ripping ripping young men. Okay. Um, they give you they give you faith in the future of the planet. These two boys, they? they are that nice. All right. Um, they are both at uh, Griffith Uni okay. in, on the Gold Coast. Yep. And um, are they, they mates of young Nanabuju? Is that how you know them? Or? No, no, not just, directly. No, no, they're um, uh, they are they are friends of they are uh, a son of a friend of mine. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, and his mate. Uh, and friends of my daughters, actually, um, but they they're up there, and uh, one of them, Kai, now he's a Tassie boy, but yeah. he's really taken to the Gold Coast Sun since he moved up there to do uh, to do uni, and I put it on them that they be the roving reporters, and they've got back to me with this massive uh, email uh, text today, right on cue, mm. uh, with news of the Gold Coast. Okay, and I I think this is worth sharing. You're hearing it first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you almost verbatim here. Um, this is Tom, Tommy Burgess, and uh, and Colin Coburn, mm-hmm. two lads. Uh, it says otherwise in, known as uh, Soafom, son of a friend of mine. Son of a Soafom. <laughs> Very nice. I like that. Um, Oh, going straight to cha- straight to paragraph two. In recent years, there's been a fairly established Gold Coast Sun presence around the bars and club venues. Explains a lot, doesn't oh, it? Okay. Yeah, we're hard hitting already. This presence, though, has been noticeably less pronounced over the recent off season. Player sightings have been more infrequent, and we think this bodes well for the season two thousand and twenty three, and will surely please the Gold Coast faithful. If, if such a category exists, which Kai assures me it does. This is Tom. Mm-hmm. While having a young list, this growing bar-club absence may reflect the Suns list getting slightly older and perhaps more mature. Mm. Mm. Okay. So how about that? I think, yeah, no, this could be the, the year of the Sun. Wow. It might scrape into the eight. Yeah, I... Look, I'm. Uh, he's also put in the next paragraph that there's a growing f- sort of vibe around the Gold Coast that this could be Took Miller's year to win the Brownlow. He's, he's injured though at the moment, isn't he? He's done a hammy or something. Oh, I don't know. I think he's coming back from a leg injury. Coming back, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And they predict these two, and they and they and they're both good footballers. Okay. They know their football. Yeah. Um, that the Suns will finish around about ten to twelve. Uh, quiet trade period reflecting their absolute um, um, certainty that their uh, raw talent will turn into A graders and, mm. and B graders. Um, and also, just lastly, um, a whole lot of stuff saying basically Matt Rowell is back. And how does Tom oh, know right. this? Because Tom worked last year on Nick Holman's house. Oh, there you go. So inside at work. This is great. Yeah, I was in. I was in, and and funny story, I was in a, a lift last year, at the old Hilton there on the park, which is now some yeah. other, um, yep. establishment, mm-hmm. and I was in the lift with Nick Holman, and Took Miller. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get a word out. A bit uh, of Chris Judd style. Is that Chris Judd style? They didn't even acknowledge I was there. They didn't know who you were. No, they didn't. No, and, and I, say, I didn't try me, to make conversation. Yeah, I know. I didn't try to make conversation. They were quite pleased about that. 
Okay. Um, and, and they got out. Uh, that was the end of that story. Oh, so, yeah, the roving correspondence. The, um, the thing about feeling like the Gold Coast Suns are on the right track, um, based on them not, not going out as much, they could just... I mean, they could just have less friends. I, 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 <laughs> all their mates might have moved out of town. Oh, it, it reminds me that I mentioned delusional before about St Kilda. Uh, Barry Breen said, no, I'm confident that the Saints are on the right track. I'm confident they've been on the right track and they're on the right track. We just need to do a few things differently. We need to win a few more games. We just need to get a few different people into the club. We just, he basically said, we just need to change everything. Change everything. But we're on the right track. <laughs> it's a bit like that up at the Suns. They don't go for a yeah. No, all these it guys could be are a cost of, cost of living crisis. They can't afford to go yeah. out anymore. Yeah. I like hope in the young. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. No, it's good. Thanks for the correspondence, Siphon. Yeah, absolutely. Which yeah. one is Siphon? Is it uh, Kyle or... It's, Kai, it's Tom. 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 Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, Kai, his mate. Kai. So, um, we'll, get them, we'll get them back in future episodes just to give us... Because uh, the they, 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 the two boys, they don't mind a social occasion. All right. So, um, well, if let's... the Gold Coast boys start hitting the bars and clubs and venues, yep, we'll know about it. Great. Okay. Looking forward to the correspondence. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the third quarter. It's good to be back. Controversy Thank... corner. Controversy corner. Thanks for thanks for joining us. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to quarter three of uh, Back to the Footy. And in a more reflective moment, I thought, what could I give what can I give Emily that just might make the se- upcoming season a little more palatable? I'd write a song about St Kilda. And then get me to sing it. Yeah. <laughs> 3 p.m. The graveyard Sunday. Vacant seats here on the tram Making my way down to Marvel No hint of thronging crowds or traffic jam I've been coming to see the sailors Through the good times and the bad It's also Shakespeare It's also Tolstoy Just when I'm happy It rains Sad (laughs) We've almost had The final glory A couple of times Since 66 Milne's bounce Scarlet to Ablett Never luck Just God's mean tricks I'll do it down the octave. You're all pricks cause your teams aren't lowly Down Marabin and going nowhere Rossi line please lift us slowly 
verse in? Yeah. I don't believe we've beaten West Coast in front of 14,000 fans. Could it be the great renaissance? This could be our year to fill those stands. You're all pricks cause your teams aren't lowly. Down the rabbin and going nowhere. Rossi line, please lift us slowly. Oh, there we go. Uh, quite nice. Tear to the eye? Tear to the eye for me, for sure. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that's what Ben Folds had in mind all along, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I can speak after that. No. Controversy uh, Corner, though. Controversy. You know, but I we had spoken about a little musical segment for this trip, uh, for this uh, podcast, mm. and I had prepared something else, but nothing as original as that. That was that was gold. So thanks for that. The thing that I had prepared was. Um, I was at a concert over the um, holidays out at Mona, and I I heard a woman named Angel Olsen uh-huh. sing a cover of I Can't Live If Living Is Without You. Oh, oh you've gone down the shocker. Well, this is what Go I on. was thinking. I actually think that that's one of the rare songs where the verses are better than the chorus. The verses are the verses are pretty good. Oh, nice right. chord changes. I don't know about the words, but the, the chords and the melody is quite nice. Right. And then it gets to that shocker of a chorus. Yeah, it is. And... Being a St Kilda supporter, <laughs> if the regular season is the verse and the final series is the chorus, uh, it could all just be. I know, I know it could exactly. all just be. I've never been to me or send in the clowns <laughs> though, couldn't it? I was going. I was going to run with the whole uh, Ross Lyon was singing this just uh, in October last year. You know. Oh, let's let's bring it let's bring it back next week then. Oh, I think we could do better after that latest uh-huh. original. See how we go. Yeah. Now. Oh, look, one more thing, just before just before I get off my holiday, I spent some time, I had New Year's Eve in, um, on a farm just outside Copenhagen with some amazingly hospitable, lovely people. Yeah. And... Um, what kind of farm? Uh, um, a, a bit mixed. Yeah, a bit of everything, okay. really. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to tell about this night. It's, it was mm-hmm. just fantastic. But one of the things I was talking to... Um, my host's um, friend there, and um, I'm not sure we should use names, I don't know, but I'll just say my host's friend. And um, he was telling me about his friend, and he's visited, he's a soccer fanatic, Hmm. barracks for Bronby, Bronby FC, in the um, Danish League. Um, Danish Super League. Everyone knows this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Almost stretching it, calling it a Super League, to be honest. But anyway, the um, the, the Danish uh, Premier League. And um, this guy follows, his, he loves his soccer. He's been to 493 different stadiums. Yeah, He's wow. claiming, a, claiming a sporting record. Yeah. 493 different stadiums to that's watch. That's huge. To watch um, soccer. Yeah. I think that's just awesome. What's your favourite stadium? Um... Oh, you have to say the G. My new favourite is the Nahendra Modi Stadium in Amenabad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it's a very attractive stadium. When there's no one there. I love yeah. the pattern on the seats. Very, yeah, absolutely. Not great for rolling out a decent cricket wicket, but... No, no, good for rolling out an absolute road to ensure that you win 2-1 uh, and there's no chance that Australia can possibly make a comeback, just roll a road out. Yeah, 130,000 people. Mm. Anyway, sorry, yeah, go on. It was about, about 120th full, I think, which is yeah. disappointing. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking a bit about... We like to, in the third quarter, say sometimes say a bit about country footy and suburban footy. And I had a question posed to me by quite an erudite person recently, mm. and then I read an article by that the absolute, in my opinion anyway, the doyen of all football journalists, Martin Flanagan, mm-hmm. um, in The Age. Um, and I started thinking, what would happen if country footy and suburban footy teams stopped actually paying players to bloody pay for to play for them. Mm. I get so angry about this. Because mm-hmm. this 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 roundabout mm. of um of players just moving from club to club and mm. being paid a whole lot of money, mm. in my opinion, to play a game that I just loved playing footy when I played. Mm. And I I wasn't very good. Mm. Not like yourself. I've never recorded on um you know Never, and there was no recordings of me running around, like unlike you. Um, I mean, <laughs> and I just played because I loved playing. I liked going to training. I liked seeing the lads. Yeah, I liked a bit of beers afterwards. What's happened to the world where where players will just move to clubs because they're being paid two hundred a game, three hundred a game? They're not being paid a living wage, league, are they? It's not, yeah, it's not a living wage. They're not professional sports people. No, far so, from it. So what you're arguing is. You're either a professional doing it full time, or it's all it's all amateur. And put the money into yeah the money you're paying the players. Put it into making some really nice club rooms for yeah you know for our for our women's teams and yeah. put it into our grassroots kids programs. Oh, oh I mean you've got no. I yeah. just think it's just a bit of a it's it's just a you know nuclear sort of um, thing, isn't it? Whatever they call it, the armaments race type of thing. Yeah, the um, oh, the, the like country footy all. country footy leagues. Uh, they're they're in a like they're in a difficult position because there's often there's less people living out there that can play footy, so they need to attract people to the mm. to the club. And there's there's clubs that have existed in areas of historic higher density, you know, populations. Mm. Um, and then you know, I mean. Then the bleed to the city has sort of the bleed um, to the city, but you've mm. still got all these leagues up there, and they they'll change leagues um, to try and see a bit more success, and then there, maybe there's a bit more money in that league, mm. and then they they can yeah, I, and then, I, and then it's they, just very political. They get that, and then they fall off the cliff, and because you know yeah, the coach leaves and takes six of the better players, and yeah, there's this endless cycle. I'm, putting, so what are you, what I'm you... putting it to you, Emily, that I'd like to hear this <laughs> this season, I'd like to hear what's happening at Finlay. Because I think Finlay almost represents your quintessential country footy club. It does. There was a documentary about it just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but it was good. And I've seen Jeez, the Finlay footy ground. I've seen it on a, uh, yep. I've seen it on a video, which you star in. Uh, that was Tokemol, but... Um... Wasn't recorded there. That was the grand final, so that was. Oh no, no, no! Out. I'm thinking of oh. the um, the spider bait. Um, oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. spider bait video yeah. uh, filmed at the Finley Footy Ground. Old man Sam, yeah. Old man Sam, you you figure, to, among uh, others, yeah. Just doing a bit of 
Just a bit of knee thigh slapping. Bit, bit, bit of soft thigh slapping. So I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear back. I'd like to hear back about Finley and how it's going. And well, I can give you regular updates. I mean, we've probably got a few correspondents that can get in touch. Mm. Uncle Sci-Fi has been mentioned on here a few times. Auntie Kath. I'd like to think that Finley maybe isn't just throwing masses of money to try and win a premiership. I'd like to think they had some some serious integrity. Finley, this is all a bit tricky for me to talk about on emotionally on, on the air. Well. Because we we went through a stage, I think, of paying of of not paying players the same way other clubs did. This is twenty years ago, and when you're at your peak, peak is you know, <laughs> I was at the peak the same way that the highest hill in Finlay is the little the little um, slope up to the railway platform. Mm. So I grew up in Ballarat, <laughs> and I thought Mount, Mount Bunninyong and Mount Warren Heap were pretty... Actual ma- mountains. Yeah, actual yeah. mountains. I was pretty impressed by them. Well, we, we yeah. had the railway um, the railway hump. That was our... Oh, right. Yeah. So ride my bare max up it. But uh, they, we didn't win, any, win, win a game for a couple of years, or we won one or two, and oh, it, was, right. it was tough. And But I don't know what's been... I, I'd be hesitant to put anything on record, so I'll definitely do some digging. I think we should. Yeah, okay. It's an area of controversy, and I think we should... Have a bit of an explore. Yeah. I know that recently, I think Finley's last senior premiership was 87 or something like that. Mm. We've come close a few times since. Right. A little bit of a St Kilda situation mm. brewing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, right. they were a couple of goals up against, um, oh, I can't remember who was it against, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Got overrun in the last quarter. Great <laughs> story. Home. Great story. Yeah, well done. Closely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and, and just to finish off the quarter, the um, Tasmanian... There's Tasmanian stadium conspiracy theories are being shot around everywhere. Gill, in an interview in The Australian, I think, and The Age with uh, on the weekend, says, um, oh, no, he's 100% behind the thing. He is, but Anthony Albanese's not. No, and Albanese, Anthony Albanese's just holding the purse strings. So um, and, and it seems like it's a populist sort of uh, thing to be against it at the moment. I think so. Even the newspaper, yeah, the local... Murdoch run newspaper. Is, it's gone is a not bit in favor. Luke, It's gone a bit lukewarm on the whole thing. Yeah. So um, I, um, uh, I I wonder whether Bell Reeve, how it is, you can't have a state, you can't have an AFL game there regularly because the parking situation. Mm. Although the parking situation at the Gabba is even worse, um, but they have a way of getting everyone in and out. They've got a public transport system. There's They've no parking at Perth Stadium. But everyone can get a, a train there or a mm. bus. Yeah, I think um, we've got a we've got a long way to go. You don't reckon it's going to happen? Not short term. No. When it does, though, destination club. You just watch tourism Tasmania get behind it. We'll attract all the older players. They'll come down here with their families. It'll be a Geelong situation. Oh, lifestyle choice. Lifestyle, the lifestyle club. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll be called the Tassie Tree Changes. We might. That could be good. Yeah. I reckon. It, by the looks, have we got a quiz today or? It's no quiz today. This is breaking with tradition. No, quiz will be back next week. Quiz back next week. So we'll be back in a minute with our final quarter mm. uh, where we'll preview round one and we might even hear about what you've got planned for your trip up to Melbourne. Okay. All right. And welcome back to the fourth quarter. Back to the footy, season two. It's good to be back. It is, Emily. Mm. It is. Uh, and I'm here with Nana Baju, the sleeping giant. Yeah, um, thank you. And we've got um, three days now. 
till round one. I, it, it seems to take... I know that these articles are in the papers about how footy takes up the whole year now and it's mm. non-stop and we never get a... Re- I, I, I don't want a rest. I find it very difficult working through November and February, I must say, without the footy. It's been good having the Indian series on through this February-March period. It has, if they'd actually prepared some pitches that weren't yeah, just out-and-out out cheating. But, yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. Yeah, well... I've been uh, I've been killing the last week with a, a situation where I'm in a, a fantasy draft league oh. with uh, old Damo from school and he and his mates and um, there was a technical glitch. Normally, what what you would do is you keep thirteen players from last year. I was the runner up, by the way. Oh, okay. My debut season as coach, but uh, you keep thirteen players and then you redraft the rest. You do it in one night. You get two minutes per pick. It's all over and done with. There was a technical glitch, which meant that we have to, we've had to spend a week on WhatsApp manually picking a player and then the commissioner of the league entering it in. And it's been, oh. it's been pressure. Like, I haven't felt pressure for a while because, you know, if you miss your pick... So on Tuesday last week was the school athletics carnival and then I had the orchestra practice after and then I taught... Um, uh, actually, no, I'm learning the bagpipes with my son. Oh. So we had our bagpipes lesson straight after that. So between about 9 and then 6.30 that night, I just was unavailable to get to the phone. Mm. Turns out my pick came up at about 11am. So everyone had to wait. It was... I wasn't yeah, the most I, popular man no. on WhatsApp uh, after that. But the thing about it is, the first... So the first 13 rounds have been done because you keep those players. Mm. Which means... the top And there's 18 teams in the league. So the top 250-odd players in the league have been taken. Right. So you find yourself fretting... Over um, over some some classic names, like for example, the amount of time it took me to pick uh, Willem Drew from Port Adelaide. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Looked at his CBA, sent about its <laughs> attendances, and uh, Nick Cox, the um, Beavis, the Beavis lookalike. Right, Beavis yeah, and yeah. Butthead. You think Beavis and Butthead? I think Bally Fritch is more your Beavis and Butthead. It's got a bit of him too. Yeah, yeah. maybe the two of them. Um, Griffin Logue, <laughs> um, new hyped up North Melbourne. And a man who made me feel uh, like you've got to understand this was pressure and was oh, 18 blokes like oh, picking so between these also rounds. That's pulling It was a week. Stuff. We just finished it last night. Of course, oh. I was at a concert last night and so I, um, I, was, I, made, I was the second last pick and they had to wait oh. <laughs> again. But my last pick was uh, the, the mullet, the mullet from Richmond, Hugo Ralph Smith. Oh, right. Which I thought was a bit of a bargain as the last pick. Yeah, no. He, um, as, a, as a man of... A follically challenged man. Jeez, mm. to have a head of hair like that again. Mm. I saw two men go around who look, had the fine head of hair on the weekend in the rookie things. Um, Philippou for mm. the Saints mm. and a guy called Samson oh, for Richmond. There you go. Yeah, no, they might be good little things to keep in mind okay. too. Yeah, right. Um, so that's all. But that's all. That's been consuming me every waking moment. It's been. Is it yeah. my pick? To pick another mediocre oh, player. And yet I'm running a thing, a competition where you just put your ladder in. Yeah. It takes you one minute to work out your ladder for the year. You don't have to touch it then for the rest of the year. Mm. Can I get people off their backsides to actually send me the things? No. Well, I did mine and you didn't even... I didn't, even, I didn't acknowledge it. it all. No, no, that's probably not all right. So some, some of my fault. Anyway, Thursday night. Thursday night. I don't think, I don't think I've looked forward to a week in sport more than this. 
for a long, long time. When and you, I, and when I know the Ashes up. are coming up a bit later in yeah. the year where I'll be beside oh, myself be, again. It's going to be a great time. Oh, Wimbledon, Ashes, uh, all the same Tour time. de France. Uh, the uh, uh, World Test Championship. Yeah, no, perhaps <laughs> not that. Um, but I, I haven't looked to, forward to a, a round a, a, for a long time as much as this, and I'm going again. Yep. I love the round one. Yep. Going to um, do your routine? Yeah. Pellegrinos? Yeah. Pellegrinis. Pellegrinis, sorry. Mm. Uh, or Pellegrino. It might be Pellegrino. I've never really looked closely. That's okay. Um, the big P, and then you're going <laughs> to walk uh, through the big... Oh, then round to the... Treasury round to, Yeah, no, same routine. Round to, the, round to the Windsor, Cricketers Bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just have one. Yep. Then through the gardens. Catch a wedding. Catch a wedding or two. Hopefully. A bit late in the day for the uh, <laughs> night games, but hopefully might catch something. Right. Catch a cold, that's about it. Yeah. Um, uh, Blazer Bar. Yep. And uh, and then and then halfway after a couple of minutes, just take your scarf off if you get take it. Take scarf time. off because I'll be just getting a rash. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going on Thursday night. I'm going the standing room. Oh really? Didn't get in early for the um, oh you know the ticketing these days. You're lucky to get anything before it gets sold off to some you know Russian hackers who'll sell a hundred at a time for I, triple the price. American so. for St Kilda, I don't know. No, that's like so. <laughs> um, so I'm I went. To, I went to a St Kilda game last year during the um, pandemic, sort of social distancing, the height of all that. I went to a Saints game just to be a bit socially distanced oh, from right. where I was. Saints and Gold Coast. <laughs> I can remember going to a Brisbane Melbourne game at Marvel once, where um, I was listening to the little little tranny. And, you know, a little radio and thing just to hear the commentary. So I was fine with it. And you could hear individual comments from the crowd. I could hear them live mm-hmm. because there's so few people yeah. there. But I'm hearing them back through the through the, the commentary box. Yeah, yeah. it was just... Yeah. Uh, it was laughable. But I'm doing the standing room out the front of the blazer bar. And I, I rather like that. You're mm. undercover. Um, you've got good access early on to a beverage if you're feeling a bit dry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got a really nice view of the ground. The atmosphere is just um, so I don't awesomely good. I don't normally make it into that stand. So where's the blazer bar? Just bottom level on the wing. Yeah, there's a stumps bar. The blazers let me down the last couple of years because they haven't had enough staff. I is it behind or glass or...? Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. So you go in, go out sort of thing. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. I rather like okay. that. And then the following night, going to Geelong Collingwood, which I think also... It's going to be a cracker. Absolute cracker. In yeah. Um, and the following night, going to Melbourne, Western Bulldogs. Another good I game. I think of them as Footscray. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there must be people out there who appreciate that, I think. Anyway. Yeah, no. Um, I still... In the meantime, I'm also going with my son to have you got, see... Have you got tips for those games? In North the Eagles. Yeah, well, yeah. we don't have to. We have to talk about that. The ridiculous. <laughs> our, our mate Wayne, we, we had lunch with him the other day. Do you remember? And he, mm. he said, maybe we need a, sex, a section in the podcast called What Wayne Wants. Mm. And the best he could come up with was, oh, just an interesting game. Just an interesting game. Yeah. He some, gave us nothing. Maybe North and Eagles. He gave us even less because I've texted him <laughs> as well to tell him, tell me, ask him... What his interesting game of the week could be? Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't even get back to me. No reply. So clearly, he's lost absolute interest. He hates podcasts anyway. He hates we podcasts. We know that. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But North Eagles, I worry about that game. I think there's people will come along just to see if there's a Clarko factor. I'm going to put it out there that neither of those two teams will get the wooden spoon this year. Uh, I think you're right. Oh. I, I thought I was being you. controversial. No, um, and and I think I think one team that might be very much in the reckoning. 
Um, it's going to be a tough year. Because I, I watched the Hawks up in... And I know they only went down by a kick to Collingwood up there, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, looked... I was a bit... Yeah, I was a bit concerned about what I saw. So my interesting game of the week, I think it'd be Hawthorne-Eston because I, I think both sets of supporters have got an awful lot to lose there with a loss. I think both sets of supporters would go away thinking, oh, God, this is... Is this... If this the line isn't going to be good. The line in the sand game was a few years ago. Mm. And every line in the sand normally leads to a box of some sort. Maybe this is the final... Closing off of the box, the final line in the sand. Yes, this could be the final line. One in the team's sand. just going to go downhill. Mm. I think Essendon have got reason for hope. A little bit of Emily Dickinson. They they may be the team with feathers. I don't know. Um, but Hawthorne, it's going to be look. It's going to be a tough year. Yeah, they won't finish last though. No, probably I, not. I think GWS are the Smokies for oh. last place on the. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. I. I he, Apart from a couple of midfielders, Green. Green will um, have a good year, but plenty of... like the, which Two Greens, really. Yep. Mm, two Greens and Kelly. And after that, oh, I'm thinking, gee, whoa, yep. where's the rest going to come from? Yep. Yeah, they're, which means they're that, a bit of a worry. Yeah, they are. Mm. Tom Green's a smoky for the Brownlow, actually, in, in such a, in, in a, a side with a dearth of talent. Um, I like your thinking. I'll just put it out there. I don't know what odds he's got at the moment. Very hard to get the votes, though, if you're on a losing team. Except for, historically, St Kilda and Sydney have got two of the highest numbers of Brownlow winners. Uh, lowest number of games won. South Melbourne and oh, right, St okay. Kilda. Yeah, so right. there's another... I take my hat off to your research there. Well, research is a strong word. But... Right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so tips um, before we go any further... Um, Richmond Carlton. Are we do we are we going to go through every game? Oh uh, no, just that one and a Rich, couple of others. Richmond think, and Carlton. That's kind of the important one. I think Carlton get up in in the Richmond. I'm Carlton hoping game. Carlton will get up because yeah. I've got the scarf. I'm wearing the scarf. Are you? Yeah. What, I used to live in Carlton. Oh right. And so you got to wear another team's colours to a game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. The only thing worse than that would be wearing a demon's scarf to a Richmond Carlton. I feel like I've just sort of said, I feel like I've just sort of said something sort of you know oh. in, in in culture wars context about. Uh, Do you, you get know, caught up? Are you, are you, you going to Gender issues here and what you wear. Yeah. Gender based wearing things. This well, is team based wearing. Team based wearing things. It wouldn't feel right to me. It doesn't matter what the quality of synthetic material for me to wear, a another team's scarf. All right. Yeah, I I could go and cheer for them. Mm. No, I'm happy to wear the scarf. It'll probably be really itchy after a quarter, and yeah. I'll take it off. But uh, just in memory of having lived in Carlton, I quite yeah, like Carlton. I lived Carlton. in Carlton too, mate. But yeah, you did too. Just yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I think most people have lived in Carlton. <laughs> it's a big suburb. <laughs> no, they've got a lot of supporters. So, Everyone's lived there. All right, so Carlton. We hope Carlton uh, get up there. We hope Carlton get up. I, I'm. I'm. Yeah, and I'm going Geelong. I'm going to, again, I'm going to maybe not wear the scarf, but I'm going to barrack for them. My dad ran around there, ran around yeah. Geelong for the before the before he had to go off and uh, fight in the war. Yep. Um, so, um, North and Eagles. Oh, gee. Well, the young fella barracks for North, so you yeah, probably gosh, you wear I the colours there too. I'll wear the scarf there too. Interestingly, you could go to three games and wear three different teams' colours and only wear one colour. Is that right? Because you've got Carlton, navy blue. Mm. You've got Geelong, navy blue, navy blue. And, then, and a shade. Yeah, Melbourne. 
No, blue. blue. Yeah. Mm. Just one colour, three different teams. Yeah. Jeez, you could really cover some ground with that scarf. <laughs> yeah, I could. Okay, <laughs> moving right along. Port and Brisbane. I don't, I don't really care about... Yeah, I don't really care about quite a lot of the other games. Yeah. Like, like Melbourne Doggies, you'll pick Melbourne there. Yeah. Suns and Sydney, I don't really care. Really? No. The new look... The the oh, I'd care the about the Suns, Suns. A bit. I'm right off Sydney. I just oh, yeah. no, I really dislike Sydney with a passion. The rise ru- of Errol Goulden. Oh, uh, they ruined Grand Final Day by being yeah. totally uncompetitive, and I just don't. No, I got they No, they're my team this year. I'm going to really dislike. They're your new Jack Jack Inovan. Yeah, they are. The Swans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, till yeah. halfway through the and year. When I got, and, the yeah, Swans. and when I got back on Jack Inovan. Then look what happened. Mm. Oh, God. So the Suns... Yeah, uh, GWS Adelaide. Oh, that's a real battle of who could care less. Yeah. Hawthorne Frio. Uh, Hawthorne Essendon. Hawthorne Essendon is the interesting game of the yep. week, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. And the, then... The... The Igot... The Igot... <laughs> interesting game of the week. The Igau. Oh, and then the big Kilda, game. The graveyard the game. Yes, and killed a Frio at about four o'clock on a Sunday. I'm clearing the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> the, this is the Rossi Rossi Lion game. I, I, what looked, were the at, AFL I looked at Sunday's games and thought, no, I'll just get the early flight <laughs> home, I think. <laughs> what were the AFL thinking not putting this one prime time Friday night? Saints and Frio. Frio are going to go all oh, right this year. I'm really worried about that whole business of just saying to teams, no, look, you're just not particularly interesting and we'll put you on Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. I find that really a bit... Challenging. There's not many know. gigs at four o'clock on a Sunday, so it's quite a good time for me. I can just settle oh, in. Right. Settle into the end of the week, not have to worry about going out. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm so hoping the Saints will do something. <laughs> just <laughs> so am I, mate. Just anything. Anything at all. Oh, look, this game, it's at Marvel. Rossi, yeah. Russell, Russell traditionally, get the traditionally, St Kilda play very well round one at Marvel. Okay. Yeah, I've done the research. I applaud your research. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think they're without a chance. No, but Frio are a good team. Frio are a good team. And they'll have something to prove round one. So this will be, look, we haven't lost yet. No. And, Emily, St Kilda are the thing with that. Well, they're the thing with feathers this year. Mm. May they fly? May they fly. And not make the way of a duck at duck hunting season. <laughs> Yep. Oh, gosh. I hope we're talking in glowing terms next week. And until then... Until then, it's been good to be back. So thanks for joining us. Uh, you can email us at backtothefooty at gmail.com. Uh, we have a social media presence too. Mm. We'll, we'll try and remember the password to get back into it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, please get in touch if you've got any uh, anything you'd like, to, like us to talk about. Maybe you want us to revisit the Avian Round um, avian teams, although that went off the boil halfway through last year. Once, once, uh, yeah, yeah. Once it sort of Melbourne mm. did something, didn't they? Mm. And the avian teams all of a sudden were. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> oh well, it was the disappointments of twenty two. But yeah, anyway, we're back. The year of the D. This is. Uh, so we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.